Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail, had to fall, just for what I did well. And there's some stories I can tell you. This is the Final Word World Cup Daily Day 6.2, part two of the doubleheader. It was Sri Lanka versus Pakistan in Hyderabad. I uh, didn't do the other bit I'm supposed to do. I'm just going to do it again. This is the final word, World Cup Daily, day 6.2, Sri Lanka versus Pakistan in Hyderabad. Jeff Lemon and Bharat Sundaresan with you for Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. The first thing we have to do, Bharat, is summarise today's game in the space of 30 seconds. Kusal Pereira gets out very early, but Patam Nasunka and uh, because Almandi start putting on a partnership, Kusal Mendes, second time running, bats like a dream, makes a big 100, has contributions from Sadira Samaravikrama, who also goes on to make a 100, but Sri Lanka make a hash of it in the end, lose 5 for 61, only get to 344. Pakistan lose a wicket early. They also lose Babar Azam, but then Abdullah Shafiq and Mohamed Rizwan get together and put on a match-winning partnership, but Shafiq gets out after getting to 100. Rizwan limps his way to 100, but keeps hitting the ball out of the ground. And Pakistan coast home in the end for the highest run chase in the history of the World Cup. <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, there was a lot in there, and, and there was a lot in the game today. And I'm sure that all the reporting will be about the run chase, which was extraordinary in its own way. Um, because there's there's that slight feeling of, um, well, you know, Richie Benno said don't use the word tragedy, but there's a slight poignancy when somebody performs incredibly well and then because of what happens in the second half of the game, it's forgotten, which means that I think we should take a moment to to look at the the two individual innings when Sri Lanka batted up first. We saw Kusel Mendes going absolutely hog wild the other day when they were chasing 428 and there was nothing to lose and he was cleaning up sixes over the leg side um, repeatedly. This was a different kind of inning. So it was it was uh, not much slower, but it was a little bit different in how measured and controlled it was. It wasn't just, oh, well, there's no point. I might as well try to smash everything. He was picking his moments, picking his battles, uh, but the shots out of the middle of the bat were as clean as they were the other night um, and and goes on to 100, which he didn't make the other night against South Africa. Yeah, that was a big difference. Well, he's 28 now 
And we've all seen Kusal Mendes and what he can do. What, way back in 2016 when he made that 100 against Australia, he was touted to be the next big thing of Sri Lankan batting, but he's just not lived up to that reputation, has he? I mean, he produces these innings across formats when you're like, ah, finally he's cracked it. Oh, finally he's cracked it. But hopefully, look, there are some batters especially who take a while to mature. And let's hope that uh, he, he's, he's reached that level because... The, the level at which he's batting is right up there with with the best. Uh, you know, I mean, it's difficult to put him in the same bracket as a Babar Azam or a Virat Kohli mm. just because he's not been consistent enough. You go rewind back to 2016, you thought he'll be up there, uh, but he's, he's he's getting there. But you're right. I mean, the way he manipulates the field um, uh, is is a mix of many Sri Lankan batters. Uh, he is he's technically correct, yes, and I'm sure we'll talk about the the slightly more technically sound batter who also got a hundred a little while later, uh, but. But just uh, his ability to manipulate the field, use the pace of the bowlers. We saw him uh, against the big, tall South African fast bowlers, keep uh, kind of just closing himself up and hitting uh, over the onside. He did that as well uh, today. Uh, but Shahin Afridi had an off day whenever he went wide. He has the hands to just find the gap through the offside. He's just a sensational batter. And he seems to have found that extra gear, which allows him to score at strike rates, not just over 100, but over 150 at times. Uh, and a special special innings unfortunate that it had to end on the losing side I just had a little flashback to 2003 Tendulkar early on when Shane Afridi bowls the short ball and he slashes the uppercut for six so early in the innings off the premier Pakistani quick the, the short ball the quick one steaming in and, and it flew away for six and he got lucky as well he got dropped a couple of times um, there was a, a court and bowl chance that was difficult driven back when he was on eight and then Imam Al-Haq put down a regulation catch a backward point when Kusal Mendes was on 18 but I mean, from that point, he he just goes on and and looks imperious. It's mostly as a leg side onslaught mm. up until he's well past fifty, and then he gets those three boundaries in a row from Shaheen Shahafridi, who, like you said, was couldn't get his length right. He kept mm. bowling short and wide outside the off stump, and so three in a row go for four, um, and then he just goes after Hassan Ali, six over mid wicket, six over cover, uh, brings up the hundred, and then tries to go three in a row um, and, and, and eventually holes out on the mid-wicket boundary. Um, so 119 from 77 balls. The 100 came up in 65. That's the fastest in World Cups for Sri Lanka. Beats Sangakara's record. There have only been... So Jaya Surya had three fast 100s that weren't in World Cups and I reckon Thissara Pereira has one and that's it. So he's, he's fifth quickest all time. Um, and then it's... Uh, so, you know, Nisanka was there to make 51. Yeah. He got out, and then Summer of Vikrama was on 36 or so when uh, when Kusal Mendes gets out, and then it's time for Summer of Vikrama to take over. We were first exposed to Summer of Vikrama in 2017 when he came here as a test opener uh, with, with the great reputation of being someone who can take down attacks, who would play really aggressively. Uh, it just didn't come off. I remember his first ever innings on Indian soil. He he kicked off a storm he, in terms of uh, the shots he played. Uh, again, another short-statured batter, uh, but very classy, right? Uh, I heard uh, a lot of commentators compare him with Mahela Jayavardhane, especially the way he goes inside out. Very different to Kusal Mendes. With Kusal Mendes, everything's there, or a lot of his shots are through the onside, unless it's 
it's really full and or if it's really short and wide. But with uh, Samara Vikrama, he's just a class act uh, when he gets going. And he seems to have created this niche in the middle order. Uh, I think his white ball game has really flourished in the last couple of years. Uh, uh, and, and it's coming, com coming together. But unfortunately, while he was playing a masterful innings at the other end, the middle order just didn't mm. fire, did they? Asalanka, my favorite, uh, didn't do much. I mean, he struggled. And I thought Pakistan pulled them back really well without really producing a good bowling performance. Yeah. But they did enough. I, th I think it was Hassan Ali was significant because he gets the century makers out. Um, he gets Asalanka uh, caught behind as well. He ends up with four for 71, which is a little bruising, but still when they've made nearly 350, yeah. that's decent going in terms of economy rate. But he, he got those wickets that meant that the score was big, but it wasn't absolutely massive. And so those the, the, there's there's that wicket, there's Dunajaya De Silva and there's Dustin Sharnaka, yeah. and they all, the, the latter two hole out while Summer of Vikrama is moving his way to his 100. The way it, it was his play against spin for me, I mean, that's why it, it worked so well in that middle order because he was facing Pakistan spinners. They had Mohammad Nawaz in there. They had Iftikhar in there as well as Shadab Khan. And he used his feet really well. Um, he started off with the late cuts and the dabs. He played the sweep really well. He had that little sort of pickup shot over the leg side. Um, and then the shot that he played against Mohammad Nawaz, oh. the charge... Inside out, extra cover, lofted drive for six. I, I don't want to get hyperbolic, but that might be top 10 shots I've ever seen. Like That was extraordinary. The timing and the contact after coming a good crossover step, you know, three paces down, full gallop, and then to be able to hit it that cleanly. I, I don't know if I've seen anything like it that was better anyway. It is all uh, feet to start with, and he uses his feet so well. He's always jumping at the spinner. Uh, but you're right. I mean, for a left-arm spinner to come from around the wicket with that angle, so not only does he have to jump out of his crease, he has to uh, kind of jump out of his crease and end up slot slightly outside leg stump so that he can open himself up and free himself up to hit inside out. But then the hands come through. It's the feet first and then the hands. Mm. And at that point, if you're just frozen it, and I'm sure if you can find a freeze frame of Mahela Jayavardhana playing that particular shot, uh, it would have looked the same. I don't think um, Mahela played it millions of times, but I don't think he ever played it better than what Samara Vikrama did uh, of that Nawaz delivery. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but it just it was frustrating, and uh, I was uh, you know watching uh, Australia train while that game was going on. So I sat in front of a cop who was watching it on his phone. That's the beauty of India. Everybody's watching cricket on their phone. Uh, and we watched the last eight overs together, me and this cop. And, and trust me, I think this cop wanted to punch Dashan Chanaka out. I mean, he's one of the loveliest men you'll meet. But he's become a bit of a Mike Bradley in this side, hasn't he? In the, in the sense, um, he bats at a position where you want him to kind of come and get going. He does it once in a while. Yeah. but Made 68 the other night. Yeah, he did. But like the innings just got... But the 68 came after a point like where... The match was gone. Gone, match was gone. Like, But he doesn't do often uh, it often enough. And Sri Lanka, okay, at, once the two Centurions get out, it didn't look like they were going to get 400. But there was a point in, I think, at, around the 45th over, where even if they got 8 and over, they were going to get to 360. And that could well have been a winning score. Uh, but, you know, they just, just, just got stuck. And once Shanaka gets out, 
uh, none of the lower order really came to the party. And that's why they ended up with a score uh, well below par from where they were. From and, where they were, from yeah. where they were, from yeah. They were. So they end up with 344 when it might have been 370 or so. Um, one run and two wickets off the final over, only one boundary off the last two overs. And so, you know, they had Summer of Vikram not got out with two overs to go, he might have been able to crunch another 15 or so. Um, but, you know, Pakistan should lose that game. They come out looking like they will lose it. Imam Mulhak, hook shot, top edge, um, fine leg. We've seen him get out that way. We got out that way in the previous match. So he's out early. Baba Azam comes out, looks beautiful. First ball through wide, long on, all along the carpet, gorgeous. Um, and then he gets a little glove down the leg side in the seventh over. And you think, well, okay, he's gone. The Trump's gone. It'll be a matter of time from here. Um, Matashanka was a real handful. He was that uh, tenth over, I think it was. He got he got that leading edge that flew over cover um, from Rizwan, and then he absolutely badged Abdul Abdullah Shafiq so hard that it ricocheted to cover and was caught. And Sri Lanka sent it up for a, a review, thinking that he'd top edged it or gloved it, but he hadn't done so. He survived. Um, there's the Abdullah Shafiq hook shot that sails down to fine leg and the two boundary fielders converge and then stop and look at each other as it lands on the cushion. So they had their opportunities. And then, I don't know, it was just really smart from Rizwan and Abdullah Shafiq. They batted through about 20 overs where they didn't... They scored regularly. They ticked the, the board around, but they weren't doing anything crazy. And then from about the 29th over, they started ramping it up a bit. They started going after... They went after Paterana in one over. They went after Valalaga in another over. Um, and then Abdullah Shafiq reaches his century in the 32nd I think it was and and that was the one that felt like a tipping point right because that's when Matashanka getting a bit frustrated that things aren't going his way gets whacked for a couple of boundaries no ball that gets hit for six um, the free hit which goes for another couple ends up going for 19 off the over and even though Abdullah Shafiq is out a couple of overs later caught it at backward point he's got 100 on the board Rizwan's up and running uh, and they've taken a huge chunk out of the chase. And we're seeing this trend, aren't we, already? I mean, we expected Dew to play a role in this World Cup. Uh, and it's around this time of the year, October, November. I, mean, I remember growing up watching all these games during... Like, I have these three things going uh, in tandem in my head. Diwali, Dew, Cricket, or in whatever order. Uh, because the, all those games used to have bowlers struggling. I don't know, one, for some reason, Derek Crooks struggling with it in the late 90s whenever South Africa played India in a one-dayer in India. Uh, for some reason, springs to mind. Uh, but And you saw it when Australia played against India in Chennai the other day. Uh, by the time you get into the 25th over onwards is when you really begin to struggle to grip the ball. Glenn Maxwell said, it's like you're clutching it with five fingers and hoping that you can land it at the other end. And, and the Sri Lankans struggled for sure. Um, they were all over the shop. And Madhushanka was so impressive with the new ball. He completely lost his radar. Uh, Patirana, who despite the Malinga action and because, despite his youth, he's so accurate most times, regardless of when he's bowling during an innings, he lost it completely. He was bowling wide outside legs them, wide outside off them, nearly landed a ball out off the pitch. I'm sure that played a role uh, in it as well. But Mohamed Rizwan is, you know, people, all of us, rave so much about Babar Azim uh, that we often forget the fact that Mohamed Rizwan is a class batter, right? He's not your, your old, he's not Moin Khan, like, you know, uh, a, a unique Pakistan wicketkeeper batter. He's not even Kamran Akmal, who was a much more technically sound batter. Uh, Mohamed Rizwan is nearly up there with Babar Azam. And we saw a lot of that last year in Pakistan during the Test Series, during the One Day Series. Um, and he's got 
that that brain right like he's he's got that salim malik brain just to make comparisons uh in the middle order how to masterfully take mm. your team home in a run chase and, and i think that's what we saw today he knew exactly uh, when to up the tempo but also which bowlers to attack and the uh, part time bowlers don't forget sri lanka had to f- uh, fill that quota of that fifth bowler were destroyed and that's how you uh, take care of a run chase this big um, and even though abdullah shafi got out when he did towards the end great catch uh, mohammad rizwan all, you always felt that till the time he was there he had it in control you probably don't want to take after Kamran Akmal or Salim Malik in, in certain oh. certain facets of their their enthusiasm for the sports betting industry but uh, it it was it, 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 it was an innings that became sort of comical as it went on because he he worked so hard it was so hot out there he started cramping all over the place he smacked that shot down the ground for six over long off and then collapsed immediately like someone had just knifed him in the hamstring he was falling over as he was trying to get through for singles hobbling having breaks getting attention the umpires were saying mate you've got to go off if you if you're going to keep doing this but they didn't actually uh, make him do it they were just sort of uh, hovering around like it was for show so when he was on around 80 all of this was going on and he managed to sort of get things back together um, as, as he approached his 100 and ticks that off a different style of 100 a slightly more um, cavalier shot playing 100 I mean Abdullah Shafiq was just textbook oh, uh, you know and yeah. we we saw him in, you and I were at the test series mm-hmm. a year ago in Pakistan watching him uh, make his grand entrance and thinking that he was going to be an absolutely huge next big thing um, and, and this doesn't suggest any lie to that but yeah, look, Rizwan gets to his hundred, um, and and it's at a point where the game's probably gone, where there are three missed catches in three deliveries yeah. in and over from poor Mahesh yeah. Thikshana, this spinner who was, you know, still bowling really well at that point. There were there was an actual drop, there was one that the fielder didn't quite get to at extra cover, and then there was another drop at long off. But I think at that point, like they needed 37 to win off about 30 balls and like maybe a wicket would have made a difference but maybe it wouldn't have if Tukar Ahmed was there at the end doing the work with, with Rizwan um, and they ran down the biggest ever World Cup chase. It, it's a, it's an astonishing effort. And it brings us to the final word, Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame where we, we choose the most final word moment of the day. It's brought to you by Westfield London. Uh, it's very hot here but in England it's coming up to winter and you can rediscover the magic of the festive season this year as you glide around Europe's tallest Christmas tree I bet you didn't know that um, at Westfield London you uh, you can do that whether you're as comfortable on the ice as the West Coast Eagles circa 2005 or you've never strapped on a pair of skates before it's a, a perfect festive day or night out you can do evening ice skating um, just google Westfield ice skating you'll figure it out Westfield London more extra less ordinary have you ever been out on the skates uh, not really. Roller skates was a thing I used to really enjoy back in the day. But no, uh, this is something I want to do. I've never been in England during winter, but if I am, yeah. that's what I'm doing. Hall of Fame. I've got Mohammad Rizwan just being so extra with all of it. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm in agony. Oh, I'm in, oh, my head. He got badged. He got a, a spinner that hit him in yeah. the grill. Um, he fell over about seven different times, rolled around on the floor a lot. He really made the most of making sure that everybody knew that he was suffering out there for his team. But that's Mohamed Rizwan, right? You see him keep. I've never seen a keeper in my lifetime covering and watching cricket who takes his glove off and starts wringing his hand. Uh, regardless of what, what 
format he's playing. Uh, yes, I mean, all keepers uh, take bad blows to the hand. But it feels like the ball always finds the edge of his uh, finger or the webbing or something. Uh, and we saw that today as well. Like, and he was at one point, he, was, he felt like he was in a boxing ring with his thigh. He kept mm-hmm. punching his thigh. And while that was going on, there was this bizarre uh, rumble in the jungle going on in the commentary box as well. Where poor Simon Duell is talking logic and talking about how, uh, talking about the laws of the game. He said, you can't just carry on after a point. You can't just hold the game up. Especially when you're cramping, uh, you just go off if you're in so much strife. But Matthew Hayden, a former Pakistan batting coach, of course, who had that lovely video shot with him meeting the Pakistan players, uh, keeps defending Rizwan. Uh, and obviously, you have Wakar Yunus, multiple-time coach of the Pakistan team, also in the commentary box. So at one point, Simon Duhl would have just... And I remember Wakar Yunus saying, Simon, you've commentated on Mohamed Rizwan for so long. How can you not know this is just Mohamed Rizwan? And suddenly, they started getting ganging up on poor Dooley. <laughs> uh, there was a fair bit of good stuff on the on the commentary. One thing that wasn't, um, Shaheen Shah Afridi swings the ball in late in the, in the match, hits Velalage on the pad. Um, it's pitched well outside leg stump. He goes up for the appeal, yeah. turned down. He goes to Barbara Azam, come on, and Barbara Azam just, just gave him the littlest head shake. <laughs> no. And a smile. No way. Well outside leg stump. But yeah, on the comms, I liked that as soon as Mendes got to 100, they were pumping him up to beat Martin Guptill's record for the highest World Cup score, which was, what, 240-odd? Um, a little bit premature, I thought. He was out 19 runs later, but, you know, you might as well have a shot, I suppose. Um, some of Matthew Hayden's work tonight. Quote, he can park my car in the garage anytime, Mohammed Rizwan, because that was like a glove. I don't know what that means, um, but but that's that's apparently what came out. Uh, and this one from Ian Bishop, where he said the lights. He was talking about the stadium. The lights are very modern. I would even say postmodern, which was very confusing for a minute. I was like, what does he mean? Like these are lights that that um, that somehow decide that there is no objective version of reality, and there is an infinite number of subjective versions, um, and that like what we've inherited from enlightened period rationality should be cast out, or or that are they lights that are reference themselves within their own context as if knowing the limitations of their own structure like what are we talking about here um, and then later on realized that there was an explanation not about postmodernism but that that the lights got split in half because they put these new lights up and then they built a roof over the stadium and then they realized that the roof blocked the lights so they took half of the lights off and put them under the roof which means they're just sitting in the crowd blinding everybody on the field um, and you've got half of the light above the roof and half of the light underneath it um, so in a way that is postmodern they have been deconstructed they're they're a deconstruction of the concept of a light um, that is not necessarily the thing that it represents uh, this is not a pipe this is not a light it was it was very uh, very sharp from bishop Oh, he is deep. Uh, you know, he observes everything, does Aryan Bishop. And, and that's Indian architecture for you. <coughs> so I do have another... Make it work. Make it work. You know, you've been here often enough and spent a lot of time with me. Uh, I had another nomination for Hall of Fame as well. Uh, this is towards the end of Sri Lanka's innings when uh, Tikshana is facing Shaina Fridi and he uh, cops one in the bum where he like, doesn't even play a shot and the ball goes somewhere. And the camera, and these days there are so many cameras around the ground, the camera catches my... Uh, uh, Matisha Patirana 
in the in the dressing room who's about to walk out to bat after Tikshana, like making fun of Tikshana and going, <laughs> what is he doing? And he's caught on camera and he's get a little sheepish. What happens three balls later? He's out in the middle looking even more foolish against Hassan Ali slower once. There's a lesson in it for you for number 11s. Don't make fun of your number 10s because you're walking out after them. The chances are you look worse than them. <laughs> so Pakistan, uh, two from two. They're looking good. Um, their next date is up against India, the big one. India play Afghanistan tomorrow, though, as well. That's the next one in the World Cup. Sri Lanka play Australia in their next engagement later in the week, uh, which Bharat and I will be at in Lucknow which is where we are now that's it that's been the final word daily it's brought to you by westfield london uh, more extra less ordinary thanks to them for backing the show thanks to you for watching it if you want to be part of what we're doing patreon.com slash the final word otherwise we'll see you on day seven sorry if i ran out to empty this so you know what i meant i had to go about